0: Hello there, welcome. This is a special edition of To a Certain Degree called Odd Numbers. Every other Monday, my guest and I choose a theme, we play some music, and we chat. Do we always stay on topic? Not quite, but it's always a fun talk and I think you'll like it. The topic for this episode is love and podcasting, and my guest is Rye Perry. Raya is the host of Disclaimers, Not Apologies, he co-hosts the What's the Fuss podcast, and he's one of the organizers behind the Love Reloaded event, raising money for the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. For more on this episode, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Singing Adams on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Good morning. My name is Nick. You're actually listening to Odd Numbers. I've got a very special guest, as I do every week, and sometimes we do a little bit of a different format on the show. Uh, Odd Numbers is more of a topic-based episode, uh, an interview, and I'm very lucky, as always, to have great guests, and this week is no exception.
1: Rye Perry is here. Good morning, Rye. Hey Nick, hey everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Is this your first time on live radio? Yeah, yeah. so let me just uh, there's there, I don't I don't want to fake it and pretend I'm way cooler. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to hang so, with Nick today so like and me this is yes and this is yeah. way cooler. <laughs> appreciate that right yeah this is this is my uh first time on real radio and right now my mom is very upset because she said send me a link so i can listen to it oh she can at wprk.org
0: you can stream the any show uh anywhere in the world on
1: wprk.org there's a listen live button right on it Okay cuz she it was it was very important that she got that link and could yes. listen. So yes. hi mom I love you.
0: <laughs> we all love you. Yeah. Oh, we all love the <laughs> She moms does have who are a listening. fan club.
1: S- seriously, um we're obviously friends on Facebook. Uh-huh. And my existence is loud and well-intended, I guess you could say. But uh she she definitely has a support group online <laughs> for dealing with me as a son. Nice. <laughs> so, yeah. Nice.
0: Well, good morning, Rye, and thank you again for being here so early. Thanks again for coming out to discuss the event that you have coming up this weekend.
1: Yes. uh, The multiple podcasts that you're involved in. Yeah, that kind of happened recently. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll talk about all
0: that, but um, just in general, you know, I was thinking about it, and this is a topics-based show that we do, uh, that we, by we, I mean you and I, uh, and you know, we just had February 14th, which is one of the most important holidays, if not the most important holiday uh, in
1: the world. It is why our forefathers and foremo- for- foremothers shed blood for this nation.
0: All four of them. All four of them. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. But it, it was uh, so the theme is love for that. And so what I wanted to do was some sort of love theme for today. And what happened is what's nice about having a guest on who does a podcast, who's very used to going off on tangents and
1: the entire podcast, that's all it is. It's just one tangent.
0: Well, let's do that right now. Let's shift a little bit instead of just, we're still going to talk about all the stuff we're going to talk about. (laughs) Of course. But instead of uh, talking too much about love and the influences of love, let's talk a little bit about the podcasting world here in central Florida. Oh, I because know. it is pretty fascinating, and frankly, I do love it because we have so much variety in terms of the voices that we have here and what's being said.
1: It is. It is. Do you remember Fern Gully from the '90s? Well, who doesn't? Yes. Okay. I so, mean, it's, oh, it's, I'm sorry. I'm thinking Avatar. From oh, like, yeah. About <laughs> yeah. the Youngins. Yeah. Uh, so I essentially see the Orlando podcast scene. It's Fern Gully. But it's also the the singing scene in Gremlins too, mm-hmm. and like that is it's just it's it's beautiful and wild and untamed and it's it's its own organism. It is. I like it. Yeah. So let's talk. First of all, you host or co-host two podcasts currently. Is that correct? So my street cred is I am co-host, uh, second chair on What's the Fuss podcast, led by Rocky. Mm-hmm. And Rocky Soka has been on the show yes. before. Yes, and, and then, so if anything, and then Echi Podfather he produces. Uh, What's the fuss? So if anything happens to him, you take over. You're the vice president of that show. <sighs> no, I, I believe it goes to Echi. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, cause you know, like if if the president and vice president get abducted, yeah, I, I think like that's Speaker of the House. Together, yeah, that's why yeah. they never. Yeah, I would. Mean, like it's just like, oh, the Speaker of the House becomes president. Yeah, I'm. I'm like third in command there. As, as as far as if there was a tragedy. Right. And then uh, disclaimers, not apologies. I would I would say, um so you're you're familiar with Bohemian Rhapsody. I am. But yeah, the so movie and it was the movie was propaganda. That's not what really happened. We talked about this. Yes. But Freddie Mercury was asked at a press conference, you know, you know, as leader of the band, and he's like, I'm... Um, I'm the lead singer. I'm not the leader. Mm -hmm. So as far as DNA goes, that's what that is. The podfather turns it into the internet. The people that come on and the guests make the show what it is. So that would be the answer to what I do for DNA.
0: That's that's very... Uh, that's very, I think, in the line of the show that you take that stance with it—that it's not your show, right? Like no, a lot it doesn't of people just claim, me. It's,
1: it's not my show, <laughs> right?
0: But um, that is, I think, very indicative of your personality. We'll get to know you a little bit better as we go through this as we talk about the podcasting community and things that are going on uh but first just in case somebody's tuning in and they have to go they're going to work they're going to celebrate president's day however you celebrate president's day today's
1: president's Happy day president's day how wow I'm, I'm 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 failing as an enthusiast of politics that I, I failed to remember that uh wow i'm
0: canadian so i fail at all <laughs> politics uh here um, but let's talk about uh, Love Reloaded. Yes. So that's an event that you're doing that you're very excited about. So this is sort of the... Evidently
1: other people are too.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, you put together such a good
1: lineup and it's going to happen up in Sanford. Is that right? Yes. So it's going to be February 22nd for everyone listening right now. That will be next Friday at 8 p.m. at the West End Trading Co. Well, this Friday. Or this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Or Yeah. The Friday coming up. Yep. Yes. Okay. So the, the Friday coming up, yeah, at eight o'clock at West End Trading Co. in Sanford. And yes, it is, it is a benefit concert to raise money for Second Harvest Food Bank. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's something more happening here. It's uh it's, it's not that people are missing that it's a benefit concert, but with the podcast that we started, it brought people onto the page. And then conversations started to happen and then guests started to come on and it became very evident with DNA that, as you said, you know, it, it's not my show. It's, it's not my movement. It's, it's, it's everybody. Everybody makes DNA what it is. And that permeated from a podcast to a page to now a benefit concert. You have Marxists, you have MAGAs, you have liberals, you have ANCAPs, you have conservatives, you... You, you even have anarchists, you, you have ANCOMs, the, the anarchists and Marxists that come together. You have all these different people coming together on this page and in turn coming on the show, sharing their stories. And for anyone that listens, we basically all want the same thing. The only difference is the path that we're taking to get there. You know, the MAGAs aren't actually racist. The Marxists aren't actually out to put you in gulags. The liberals are not actually trying to turn you into, you know, fish people with health care, you know, <laughs> like like just all these preconceived notions and I'm being facetious, but it's. But this, that's the that's the goal, right? Is right. to so, bring the people so together like, to have conversations. You, know, you, you turn on the TV and it's like the liberals hate you for being a conservative, and the conservatives hate you for being a minority or you know not straight. And it's it is it is not only is it ludicrous, is that the page and show has like the the truth is way more interesting than the propaganda. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So the the media spin takes such a tremendous effort to make it look like we all hate each other. Yet, a mediocre podcast and a meme page has literally refuted everything they've told us. And it's free and it's accessible. You just say, can I join? I click yes. And then you join the conversation. The feminists don't hate men. They don't. They just, they want to be able to come to the table and not be completely written off before they even sit. Right. The MAGAs that I know aren't racist. They they spend their birthdays at P House and defend the LGBT community. The conservatives that I know don't hate minorities or members of the LGBTQ community. I know I know there's more letters. Sure. Uh, I, I could I could go on for, for hours and hours about it's like they, they say the proof is in the pudding scroll through DNA, look at people who are supposed to hate each other are now going back and forth, debating, laughing, hitting the heart button at the end. And now they're all coming together at West End to raise money for hungry people in the community. Like that, that happened and it's going to happen, you know? So it, it's, it, I i to not do the usual tangent. It's, It takes so much effort for the war machine to tell us all that we hate each other. And with the minimal effort of just giving a playground for everyone to go on and you can choose how to interact with each other. You can choose who to make friends with. You can make friends with everyone. You could say, I'm not going to talk to them, but we're all on that playground. Mm -hmm. And over the months, it was like everyone was in their four corners in the ring and everyone took shots at each other. And now, everyone is in the ring together and they're now disassembling the ring because we don't have to fight anymore. Yeah, we can poke fun at each other about, you know, like, just, like, even the the idea of volunteerism and uh, socialism and all that. Like, I mean, I could completely ruin the show going into that, but it's, it's the same path to the goal, you know? In the end, no one wants Grandma to go without her cancer treatment. No one wants... A single mom who's working 60 hours a week taking the bus you know with their kid in daycare yeah no one wants to see that no one wants to see someone getting punched in the face for wearing a red hat and no one wants to see someone attacked for being gay or a minority no one no one wants that and yet we're blocking each other and yet we're not talking to each other and it's we, we, we were all in the four corners of the ring ready to battle royale and then we like met in the middle and now we're hugging, people's families are hanging out with each other. I mean, like this is all from a meme page and a podcast and this tiny, small little pocket here in Orlando is literally refuting the entire narrative that we hate each other. So, it's, that's that's what Love Reloaded is. Also, it's the Friday after Valentine's Day, so it it's makes Love sense. Reloaded. Yeah. yeah.
0: So you're going to have. Let me ask you about this because you've got multiple performers, you've got bands, you've got uh, somebody doing rope demonstrations. If I remember correctly. Uh, a few other things that are going on, and you can tell me if I'm wrong about that. It's, but, so far, you're doing great. Uh, but the idea is that how how much or how quickly did the bands and the other groups who are performing here embrace the idea of this
1: event? Oh my. Okay. okay. So, uh, I wanna I, I wanna take the honesty cupcake, and I wanna make sure I get all the frosting and sprinkles on it. Okay. So, uh, Robbie Rock, he was instrumental in making this happen he is the drummer of effort and he has been instrumental in spending his lunch breaks dealing with like he has to deal with me on and off facebook and on lunch break an absolute saint so <laughs> he, uh he's been a tremendous instrumental help in bringing about love reloaded mm-hmm. um once the word got out about that he pulled in people people that I knew personally were inboxing me I mean I would I would say realistically the lineup from me announcing we were gonna do a benefit but before the logo even came out I would say we already had seven eight nine bands and performers within yeah I want to say like in less than 24 hours we already had a beginning lineup that's great. Yeah, it was it was crazy, and there's there's more people that are coming in. Um, I actually have to get back to another band. Um, yeah, because there's there's more people that are like jumping. That in. want to be second. involved. Yeah. Yeah, because if you've seen the flyer, it says "and unlisted chaos" because there's other people that are coming in. But yeah, what was what was crazy is you know again all the different political phylums that not only don't hate each other but can come together. You know, it's like, gee, I really wish someone would feed the hungry kids. I'm going to make sure Aunt Sheila's blocked today. It's like you both would throw five bucks to feed a family. So love reloaded. Here you go. You know, like uh, that's that's what that's about. But uh, all the other bands and performers all felt the same way because it's not, you know, again, it's it's not that people are missing that it's a benefit concert. But that's that's a beautiful part about us coming together. But. When you when you say, well, how quickly did bands come together? Everyone got what we were doing. Mm-hmm. It was, okay, so you mean everyone that's supposed to hate each other are all going to get together, have a couple of drinks, laugh, watch a bunch of performers. I mean, we even have comedians in there, you know, all to come together to not hate each other and then voluntarily raise money for so people can eat in the community. You know, it, it sold itself, but everyone likes this, freak show of everyone from all that, like, if you scroll through DNA, it is the most shining examples of every different pocket of political ideology, ideology, you know what I mean? So when that, when that happened and people get a bite of the page or they listen to the show, this thing that we've created, everyone instantly wanted to be a part of it. I mean, there's there's people that have even volunteered to work the door. I mean, it's it's crazy. So when you ask, like, how quickly did it happen? We already had a lineup before there was a logo. Once the logo and, you know, the, the flyer was up and all that, yeah, even more people said they wanted to be a part of it. It was nuts. It was, honestly, it was nuts. So this to you, Love Reloaded, is this the natural
0: sort of... Um, evolution of what dna what disclaimers not apologies is is sort of this you've got this central conversation happening yes uh, so it's a podcast it's available on everywhere i would imagine you get podcasts okay Disclaimers, just, not apologies Libson, i think is the first one that pops yep. up
1: and then just click
0: and then the idea there is that you're um you know you're you're taking very much a, a backstage approach to uh, your role on it, but you're the, for lack of a better term, you're the host. You're the yeah. one having the central conversation with the guests who might be the, uh,
1: what was the last group that you had on, the Democratic Socialists? Uh, well, I, I, I went to one of their meetings. And yeah. Let's, oh, okay. Yeah, That's and right. The, uh, actually right now we're doing our feminist series. Yep. Uh, after this, after, actually after this, we'll be um, releasing the first of a feminist series. So that will be yeah the last the last show that I did was actually with Andrew, uh, lead singer of 13 Pints. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was listening to that one. And then so, yeah. uh, prior to that, I believe I believe it was DSA. Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, the DSA meeting, I believe. Or it might have been intended. No, I actually um, I'm 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 terrible at my show.
0: So uh, but, uh, but people can go to that and see it. Um so Love Reloaded. This event that you're yes. doing is a natural extension of DNA, right? Because you're having absolutely with a podcast. What you do is you you're having a conversation, sort of a one-way conversation. Maybe you have guests on, maybe you don't. Oh, but I, I simply facilitate
1: other people's voices. That's but it's all still I do.
0: A one-way conversation, right? Much like this radio show. We're oh, having okay. a conversation yeah. Yeah, here, absolutely. but people aren't able to interact with us. Yes, so absolutely. Then from there. You have embraced the the Facebook group, right? It's not a general. It's not a public Facebook page. It's a group that people would have to request and join uh, to be part of the DNA Facebook sort of interactions that are on there.
1: Is that correct? Yeah, it's basically the. Uh, I think I think we've 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 had we've had people leave of their own volition because yeah. you know it's it's intense. You know, we we talk about everything, you know, and then. I think we've, I think we've only had to, uh, democratically eject two people from the page, but everyone pretty it's, it's accessible to everyone, you know? So chances are you're, you'll, you'll stay, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's accessible to everyone, but because the, the nature of what we, we talk about is so intimately intense and the way that we get into things, it's, uh, we, we have to, it's it's it, it's for it's for your protection not ours you know like so yeah that's the only reason it's a closed group you know right but yes embracing everyone on the page and like you said like my role is to uh facilitate other people's voices and what's nice about that
0: is it, it's funny because I was thinking about this the other day when it comes to blocking people mm-hmm um, on Facebook or any other social media, I, I tend to only post stuff that is impersonal. That has something to do with what I'm doing for the podcast or maybe what I'm doing for work, but there's almost no personal stuff. I don't talk politics. I've done that for so long now. Okay. that I'm used to that. But what I liked about DNA and what I saw in the interactions on the closed group on Facebook was that there is that level of respect because instead of talking to your uncle or aunt who you already know have these biases that you drive you insane because you see them a couple times a year for holidays and stuff um, you're dealing with somebody who maybe they're just messing around maybe they're trolling a bit right. but out of that trolling comes a, you know a little bit more of a polite conversation because you don't know them directly as well uh, which I thought was nice because it's it can be at first it can be very intimidating when you're joining a group like that and you're not sure how to navigate and what to do and what to say. <laughs> it's so much fun to
1: watch new arrivals. Yeah. It is so much fun. And it, it's so beautiful that you got that because it is true. I mean, you're still going to keep, uh you know, uncle Artie and aunt Sheila blocked because of, you know, the last debate at, uh, at Thanksgiving. Yep. But on DNA, it's exactly that. It's, I don't, I don't know them enough to hate them yet, you know what I mean? And it is intimidating, but usually within, I would say, about 72 hours, everyone gets what you're saying. It's, okay, well, these aren't actually my family, and are they clowning? And it's it's almost safer, but that, that little bit of intimidating, everyone pretty much acclimates after, like, 48 hours, you know? And the other thing is building the playground where you get to uh, choose how people know you and the friends that you make, the people that are more active, you know, within a matter of just days and people get a vibe because the notifications never stop, you know? So people get these personalities and then people can get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I know that there's the games like Half-Life or, or Second Life where you get to have this, but it's it's a real identity here in the real world mm-hmm. where your family that maybe hates you for being the only conservative People who have a completely different ideological difference, not on ethics, but on the path to get there can now meme, clown, laugh, troll you. I mean, I do it all the time. People that I completely politically disagree with, I will tag them in memes and then everyone gets to laugh about it, you know, and you called it. That's exactly it. It's not your family that you have history and you're all bitter with. It's new fun friends that you can talk about this stuff with. Okay. So you have the podcast podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. You have the interactiveness mm-hmm. of uh, the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. So, do these events for you? Is this the natural extension of? And I don't want to use this term on you because it's, it's, it's free. Uh, it, it probably the brand, applies brand. the brand of DNA,
1: no, right? Actually, is this the
0: extension of what you're trying to do with it, or maybe not the philosophy of DNA, uh, rather than the brand
1: very much yes so if uh if Danny Stacks was here he would say nick gets it as as i would too so when i first started dna i was the the idea had come into my mind and i was with rocky and we were driving in his truck on the way to record what's the fuss and i was like there like there there's there's this thing in my brain that we we need to Put out into the world. And Rocky and Echi were, were so supportive. I remember I, we were at an Irish pub and I was drawing up the logo and, uh, Birdo, if you're listening, thank you for a lovely time when we hung out as I drew up that logo. So I was with Rocky and Birdo and, uh, and John. And that is where I finished up the sketch and showed it to Rocky uh, however many months ago at this point, I'm going to say about nine months ago. That's because uh, we had to put it together before we made it a show. Mm-hmm. And Rocky and Etchy were so instrumental, not only in the birth of it, but they, they donated their time and their talents to making this happen. And they, you know, what's when you, I, I know I'm going on a long tangent, but I need to give props where props are due. And they, they were like, well, what's your plan? And I go, okay, so if we start this podcast... And we get a bunch of people to listen and then we get bands and like events and stuff and make it super fun. Like the, the the revolution already has proven it's fun. You know, it's, it's laughing, it's, it's getting to know each other, it's clowning and it's voluntarily coming together to raise money for charity. Like this, this was all part of the plan. I just didn't know what would play out this way. So, you know, there were people in the beginning that knew what my plan was mm-hmm. that, that helped make that happen. So for it to go from the way that the page has evolved, where we all get this playground to operate on and be as cool and liked and unliked and, you know, make friends with whoever you do or don't want to do, but you're still on the playground that naturally evolved into something even better than I hoped for. And as far as the brand. So, you know, if Danny Stacks was sitting here, he'd just be like, get to the brand you know the the brand was that the revolution can be as loving and as fun and as inviting as as it is because the the proof is is what you see on the page the proof is that there's an event the proof is that people are coming together so the brand and the evolution of it yeah the the people in the beginning they they wanted this to happen they didn't know how it was going to happen mm-hmm. you know to to me i i wanted it to go this way but to have it unfold the way that it did, it's even better than I was planning. But yes, to to answer your question, I did, I wanted to monetize the revolution to give back to the people. You know, because at the end of the day, it's true. No matter what t-shirt, no matter what bumper sticker, no matter how you voted, no matter what your memes are, no matter who you have blocked and your family or friends for what they do or don't believe, at the end of the day, a meme page. And a podcast has shown that everybody is done hating, everyone is done blocking, everyone's done attacking, and everyone is totally down with getting together, raising money, feeding people in, in the community. Like the fact that here in the empire, people are hungry is just ludicrous, you know? So when you talk about the natural evolution of DNA and what I wanted the brand to be, This is exactly what I wanted. I just can't believe that it's like happened like this.
0: All right. Well, we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, I want to talk a little bit more about, I want to go back even further. Absolutely. And talk about how this even came to be in terms of the podcast. Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, Because I think that's fascinating. I think what people, you know, we talked a little bit about it on the walkover. That we did. Is (sighs) a podcast is a great way to get your voice not only out there, but really make sure you understand what your voice is and evolve it to what it should be. And whether it's being more comfortable talking to people, whether it's um, having a a venue to talk to people from different backgrounds and things of that nature, um, the main thing is going to be going out and doing it again and again, even when you feel like you're failing, whether that's because you don't think you sound good or because you don't think you have enough listeners, or any of those things, is just making sure you have that that resolution to just keep going. And so I want to talk a little bit more about that with you, where yours comes from. Okay, so so I'm... but we're gonna take a break. Oh gosh, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> I want to play a song because I think this is uh, this is an appropriate song to intro that. Uh, this this is uh, a cover. Uh, this bike is a pipe bomb. Is the name of the uh, band. We shall not be moved on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Maria and Kevin Ruiz were on the show way back in June of 2018, episode 95. They are delightful, and they are also the husband and wife team behind the Peruvian pop-up dining experience called Papa Lama. If exploring a culture through food is your thing, you need to try them out. If good food is your thing, you need to try them out. They have a tasting dinner coming up in March. One of the dates is already sold out, so go get your tickets to the other one right now. They also pop up at East End Market and Red Light, Red Light. Follow them on Facebook and go to papalama.co. This bike is a pipe bomb on odd numbers. You're listening to WPRK Winter Park, Florida. My name is Nick. Man, I love that song. I like it so much. I like the cover of that. I like this uh, the band, This Bike is a Pipe Bomb, just because you have to say all of those words Oh, every yeah. Time. And uh, there's something about that sort of dirty guitar kind of action that uh, really gets you moving and thinking in the morning. Good morning. Uh, it's Monday morning. It's President's Day. I have a very special guest, as I do every week. Rye Perry is here. Rye Perry is the host... Of, I'm gonna just keep calling you host okay. um, i understand I understand where you're coming from that you're', you're the fine. facilitator it's, just, it's I'm a facilitator you're the facilitator yeah. of the conversations on the show but for all intents and purposes you yeah. serve as the host of we, we have to use the apologies. vernacular yep. we
1: we're, we're given yeah
0: uh you are a, a contributing member and co-host of what's the fuss podcast
1: that that does happen
0: yep And uh, so Rocky Soka has been on the show before. If you want to listen to Rocky on this show, or if you want to just listen to What's the Fuss, I would just recommend that. It's a very entertaining uh, podcast where you guys talk about just about everything.
1: Unfiltered. Yeah. Very unfiltered. Very much so. So much unfiltered.
0: And then you're the organizer of the Love Reloaded event that's happening
1: this weekend. I would
0: suggest...
1: Well, Let, let's let's give props to Danny Stacks and Robbie Rock. So. Oh, sure. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So you're one of the organizers
0: yeah. behind this event coming up this weekend, which is uh, I would suggest people go to Facebook, look up Love Reloaded. It's happening at the West End Trading Company at uh, 8 p.m. on this Friday. Friday. Uh, to just to see the lineup. Just check out the lineup, and I, you know, it's almost guaranteed that there's going to be something there that
1: you will enjoy or appreciate. Oh yeah, there's there's something for everyone, yeah. and I mean even if if you don't care about the live entertainment, imagine everyone from every different political background like all getting get together to have a good time. You know, <laughs> it's going to be fun. Yeah, and like, West End and that part of San oh, and is it's really feeding and fun. it's it's, it's going to help feed the local community, and it's, it is
0: uh, a benefit for Second Harvest Food Bank, which is one of my favorite organizations here in town in terms of the nonprofit world. I don't want to play any favorites, but I used to be on their board. I helped them go through a brand so you know. uh, change. yeah, And just the people there, I know a lot of them personally. They're amazing.
1: Wonderful. Yeah. So you
0: get, you couldn't have picked a better nonprofit to help, but I'm sure you're going to do more events in the future it, and help of others. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you this. So Disclaimers Not Apologies is about nine months old.
1: Okay, so if I'm not mistaken, we are at seven and a half eight months as a show. So yeah. we, we have we have a solid eight-ish months we've been around. Yeah. So almost a human gestation period. Yes, <laughs> almost of, a human yeah. gestation period.
0: <laughs> Let me ask you because you you um came into what's the fuss. As it, it it was already existed, right? It already oh, what's the more fuss was or less already popping. Yeah, yeah, existed in its current form. So you created, um, or with help, uh, you we know, created. We created uh, disclaimers, not apologies, um, from the get go. What are some of the things if somebody's listening out there and I, I thinking about creating a podcast, thinking about doing something similar to that? Um, what are some of the things that you've learned from that first eight months specifically of DNA or maybe from what's the fuss as well?
1: Wow. Okay. So as what's the fuss taught me being on there is you, you can be yourself. Not only can you be yourself, people will celebrate you being yourself and not just you, Rye or you, Nick, anyone can be themselves on the mic. Did that take a little bit for you to get used to? Were
0: you, did you find at first you were, um, you created a character almost
1: mm, not, and you were playing really. the role? So, so I was, I was working for, for Rocky as the, Designer, illustrator, and doing marketing for what's the fuss before I ended up on the show. Oh, okay. So yeah, you were so, familiar with so it I was I was doing all their branding and their marketing yep. and you know, all their logos and stickers. How did you sorry, we're gonna go off on a couple of tangents here. How did you get that gig?
0: Um, how did you essentially get connected with them? Did you just raise your hand and say, Hey, I like your show?
1: It was I it it was by was very tragic reasons that I ended up on what's the fuss okay yeah so just I mean uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that as to not derail the show or Orlando lost a legend and I was given the opportunity to take that spot on the show you were working with them before that though right I was I was well I had been friends with Rocky Rocky and I had actually worked together and then years later he got a hold of me with uh, the Podfather etchy to start doing illustrations and logos for them yeah and then and then I was I was on the show
0: okay
1: so then how about that transition at first okay so like a character and all that so one of one of the things about what's the fuss that's been amazing is it's it's allowed everyone that gets on that mic or that comes on the show, like you can completely be your unfiltered self. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the, the but people pe- aren't used to that typically, but it, it, it's also, it's, you know, you talk about the brand, like the brand of, of what's the fuss is like you can say things on this show that you would never be able to say on the radio or anywhere, anywhere else. And, you know, as far as building up the brand, what's the fuss was the warm embrace of just be who you want. Like anytime you are a guest or you're on the show, like just be, be who you are and to have people embrace that. And in turn have even the, the embrace of what's the fuss and the podcast community being like, yeah, just be your unfiltered self. That was wonderful. So I never had to create a character of myself on what's the fuss. Yeah. Rocky clowns me and we clown each other and you know, the pups and all that. So the introduction into the podcast scene, it was like, here's a show that's already thriving that everyone already knows locally. It was just, it was like, let's take the 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 Rye Perry on podcasting Super Nintendo cartridge and just plug it into a game genie and turn it on. You know, so I was injected right at a big show with people who knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Etchy is uh I mean he he's like the 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 co pilot of pft media he produces all the show you know what i mean it was i mean crespo my 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 second day on the mic crespo came up and said i'm so glad you're here i believe in you and like gave me a hug you know so it's like i don't have this horrible struggle you know so when you're like how was it finding your voice and all that it's like what's the fuss was like the biggest hug ever and a beer you know and it was like get out there tiger so, I mean, there, there was a, like that was my introduction. So it was already safe to be yourself. But what DNA taught me as the shows changed with who's been on it and, and you know, the dynamic of it all is that it became very apparent to me again that it was like this, this show belongs to the people, this show belongs to the guests. Like, again, like my voice is, you know, it's, it's just the cute puppy that pulls you into the pet store. And then once you're in there, you're hearing the parrot, you know, you're hearing the cats, you know, you're hearing the turtles, you're, you're, uh, you're hearing the octopus if they have one, you know what I mean? It's just like my, my role and like finding, as you said, your voice is that the, the stories tell themselves, mm-hmm. you know? So whatever guest I have on, whatever topic we're, we're covering, what, what, whatever we're, we're doing is is, you know, finding, like you said, like your voice or figuring out how to do it. I, I was so blessed. I've, I've also, I've been surrounded by incredible counsel, you know? So, you know, I don't, I, I hope I'm not missing the, 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 the question that you have, but, you know, when it comes to finding my voice and all that, it's like you go from the, the, the warm embrace of what's the fuss of be yourself and then, like you said, with the page and how everything evolved and all that, mm. it was so easy to find my voice because it wasn't about my voice. It's It was everyone else's. So it, it was super easy.
0: <laughs> what about podcasting has really, like, what about it really struck you or why does it connect to you uh, <sighs> so much? Because you talk about it passionately. You talk about not only your own shows, but what you're listening to other shows um the the genius of this person or the way that this person in particular does uh you know an episode or or whatever it is what was it about podcasting that you connected with
1: so you you see this on on facebook and you see me do this on the page and it's it's facetious but i i do actually mean it i'm not a podcaster okay let me let me tell you that like as we've talked about the 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 page uh, the, the show the memes the the conversations the events i I'm, I'm i'm trying to bring down the monster that oppresses us all and it's a multi-headed hydra they they have the entertainment industry they they have uh, they they take over social media you know they've got the movies they've got the music they they control political ads. You, I mean, you know the Hydra that I'm talking about, and I know this sounds like an insane tangent, but, like, what I'm getting at is when it comes to, well, what does the podcast scene do for you? Like, like you know, like, yeah. what is like what is that? It's just one of the heads on the Hydra. So, to me, the I'm trying to make a monster to fight a monster. So, when it comes to the podcast, it's exactly what you said. So, you know how is my involvement with podcasting or what has it done with me or how does it taught me that podcast, there's plenty of people that know that there's a podcast that then come to the page. And there's plenty of people that come to the page that don't necessarily listen to the podcast. And, you know, like here and there it's once people know you have a podcast, they're willing to listen to what you have to say. Cause you got to be cool to have a podcast. Right. So that's my understanding. Yeah. That's, 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 that's how that's the social how hierarchy to- works. Right. So, you know, when you when you ask like what has podcasting like done for me it's given me just enough street cred to spread this propaganda of love and acceptance and bringing people together so you know uh, not to not to take away from what podcasting has done for me but it is it is simply one part of a bigger machine that i'm 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 trying to move forward with everyone
0: how long ago i mean when you you're thinking about this and you're looking at that machine, did it come out of the fact that you, like, I guess it's a chicken and egg type of situation, which came first, this idea that you wanted to connect people and podcasting was the first thing that came up that gave you the credibility to do Oh, absolutely, yeah. Or was it, you know, I'm podcasting, now that I have this soapbox, now that I have this way of communicating with people, what is it that i want to do of course which was it for you did you already have this in your head and maybe you did and maybe podcasting brought it out but you know which which sort of came first
1: so to to give it to give it back to you know i i don't want to sound uh dismissive of of how much the podcast has been you know absolutely the bridge to here you know um so the best way the best way I can answer that is like the chicken and the egg. My my whole life I've I've wanted to do nothing more but to bring people against the the emotional and intellectual poison we are pelted with every day from the state and the powers that be. You know? So that that was always raging inside of me. I tried doing it with art. I tried I tried doing it with, you know, logos and being in a, in a terrible punk rock band, a uh, rap punk rock band. It was, we, we were awful, but like we, we raised money for K- Katrina and all that. So, you know, when you say like the chicken and the egg, that was always in me. Okay. And then it wasn't until podcasting came along that now I can use design and illustration to lure people in with a logo to you know, design the Love Reloaded logo and put that on shirts to design the posters and all that to do this passion of change the world and politics. So when you say which came first, the chicken and the egg, is that that passion always existed. And, yeah. I was, and I was just wildly swinging in the dark, like trying to hit something. And it was actually podcasting that brought everything under an u- umbrella of like purpose and focus. So you finally had
0: that, outlet that helped you springboard into the other things
1: right and you know so it's I I want I want to give the reverence and acknowledgement to the podcast and podcasting in general Mm -hmm. you know like because that that is that is the foundation but it's like you said before I don't need to listen to your podcast I just I just know that you have one and that somehow gives you credibility you know and then with that, it's like, I'm not going to listen to your show, but I'll, I'll check out the memes and the discussions. Yeah, I'm not going to listen to your show, but I'll donate 20 bucks to an event I'm not going to. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, it's it's not to devalue the influence of like the podcast scene, but if you do have one, it gives you enough credibility and it gives you enough status socially that you don't have to interact with it. But knowing that it exists makes people take you more seriously.
0: That sums it up really well.
1: (laughs) I was like, no, I'm just I'm wondering if we have time for another couple of questions, but it's actually
0: already the end of the first hour. No, we have time, but it's already the end of the first hour.
1: I'm trying to get good at this radio thing. No, you're doing great.
0: Yeah, this is fantastic. This is what happens when talking to me. I'm a joy to talk to.
1: Nick, I was was so... I was so elated that I, I got to get a Nick fix before 7 a.m. That was amazing.
0: Yes. Yeah. And you, you can too. Anybody who's listening, if you want a Nick fix, fix, a Nick fix a Nick Fix, We'll make an amazing a.m. logo for it. That actually should be a little thing that I send out, like just do a mini episode every day. You can only listen at 6.30 or yes. 7 in the morning. And it'll prep you for the rest of your day. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I love so here for about it. That. I love everything about that. Well, let's listen to a song and then we'll come back in the second hour. Talk a little bit more about disclaimers, not apologies. We'll talk more about Love Reloaded, an event that's happening this weekend up in Sanford, West End Trading Company, uh, music, uh, performances, people, discussions, conversations. But mainly, uh, you know, the one thing to take away from it, too, is that uh, it's a, um, a benefit for the Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida, which is fantastic. Rye Perry is here. He is my guest. My name is Nick. You're listening to Odd Numbers. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of Stereo Lab, the Metronomic Underground on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best in basement radio, and the voice of Rollins College. March is a great month to listen to a certain degree. Why? Because of the guests, of course. March 4th kicks it all off with improviser and all-around good dude, Bob Codges. The 11th is artist Samantha Schumacher. Schumacher? I don't know, we'll find out. The 18th will talk sci-fi with Hap Aziz. And the 25th, Richard M. Smith will be in the studio at WPRK. He grows hops for breweries around Florida. Delicious! Tune in live for those episodes in March, every Monday, starting at 7 a.m. Thanks. The Avet Brothers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. That was kick drum heart, hence all the drums and hence the kicking <laughs> of said drums uh i always like to say the name of uh, that particular album to i and love and you <laughs> that's, that's not just i love you
1: oh that's I wonderful
0: and love and you good morning my name is nick i'm here with rye perry uh of a couple of different podcasts here in town but also uh Coincidentally enough, like I played that song and it has love in the title and you're doing an event with love in the title. Love Reloaded. I Isn't that weird how I did that? It, you're so good at this. I'm so good at this. You are so
1: good at this. I
0: am creating <laughs> memories. Uh, yes, Love Reloaded is coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, so if you missed any of this show, uh, we not only talk about this event, but a couple of other things in terms of podcasting and the podcasting community. Um, really a lot about what Rye is trying to do with his show, Disclaimers, Not Apologies, which is a podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts. So you can listen to that.
1: All the podcasting
0: places. All the podcasting, all 1,700 yeah. <laughs> of them. Um, but you can listen to that as well. But really what we're um, talking about today especially is just uh, you know this idea of your identity And your identity through the things that you do, um, the projects that you work on. And for us, it's a lot of podcasting. So it's a lot of, um, you know, being guests on podcasts. You have two that you're on on a regular basis. Um, One is being the facilitator for disclaimers, not apologies. Uh, Another one is being one of the voices on What's the Fuss? The What's the Fuss podcast. That, That would be the other one. Yeah. And uh, you have, and I would imagine you're going to be doing more of this as guesting on other podcasts
1: around town. So you just did Cinema Crespo. Yes, uh, this I've, past I've, been, weekend. I've, I've been on. I've been on Scotch and Good Conversation, Simon Time Trivia. I've been on Entering the Black Hole. I did. I did a really awesome show that that totally led to to more bonding with uh, John from Funny to Informing. Um, I, don't, I don't want to forget anyone and be a jerk face.
0: There's, I'm sure if people follow you, they would see all of the different places the that boys. you've been and things of that nature. But, you know, what's interesting about it is uh, people who host podcasts make for great guests because they kind of know what the situation is. They know what, you know, they listen to it and what's to be expected and they come in and do it. Um, but then we also have this, this community within Central Florida of a lot of different voices and a lot of them are trying to get heard through podcasting. Oh, yes. Um, Which is nice that, you know, Disclaimers Not Apologies and this show to an extent is very specific about giving a platform for different voices, for different people to come on and tell their story um, or to give some background on why they believe in certain things and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, So that's very much what what DNA is. Uh, Disclaimers, not apologies. Um, What is your takeaway from having worked within the community, the podcasting community here in Central Florida? Like what is the the one impression that you have about it? Because some people may listen to podcasts. They may not even know about the podcasts here available in Central Florida.
1: Oh, so if if, if I had a, a synopsis of the entire Orlando podcast scene, yeah,
0: no pressure. No, it,
1: it's <laughs> it. I, I would use a simple one-word uh, definition, and that would be untamed. Mm-hmm. What I what I find it's it's not about offensive jokes, and it's it's not about just drinking or or nerd movies or or uh well, hold on uh, the, let me let me go through all the different stuff that you can do yeah there's there's like there's movies there's 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 drinking there's there's partying there's uh nerd stuff there's uh politics. like it's 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 all there you know sorry yeah. sorry my my brain stopped working for a second there well there's the business one. Yeah, yeah well it's just, all just all like i'm trying to get cuz it's like i want to i want to give shout outs to everything that that exists here in florida you know there's there's literally a buffet of of different podcasts that are there, but they're all untamed because it's not about cursing or pushing the envelope or or, you know, whatever you do. It's the fact that it gets to exist free of any interference by, say, law or regulations or you can't say that word or you can't talk about that or you can't swear. And, you know, it's not simply about anarchy and vulgarity and and being obscene. It's a matter of whatever you are bringing to the table, whatever you're creating, whatever conversation you're starting, whatever you're celebrating, whether it's, you know, movies or nuanced stuff, whatever it is, is you get to do that free of any interference from the, because you're, you're you're not allowed to say certain stuff on the radio, you know? Mm-hmm. There's there's certain top, topics that you have to stay away from. So no matter how refined you are or you're not, it is un- tamed well i like that too because i i you know when i think of it i
0: one of the words i would come up with similar to that is unpolished
1: yeah and, unpolished not, not in a bad
0: way right not yeah. in that it doesn't have the slick music on the intro and, it, and some of them do but the conversations that they're having are not down to sound bites. We're not trying to fit in, you know, other than the fact that, for example, for for this is constrained by a couple of hours because I'm on WPRK. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you know, it's only constrained by how much memory you have on your computer and how much you want to record.
1: Or how much you want to pay Libsyn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Because they host you know. uh, based on the file size and everything. But yeah, um, there are few, very few of those uh, hurdles to get into this and to put something uh, with your voice you, uh, that's out there.
1: You obviously, I mean, you, you need a podfather, you need programs, you need a computer, you need, you know, to be able to pay for it to turn into the internet, you know, there's all that. And then you need to be able to create and maintain that, you know, so when you asked, you know, my takeaway from, from podcasting and all that is everyone that's willing to do those extra steps and, and create and maintain the platform, as you said, you know, they get to be untamed too. I mean, but perfect example. There are people who have come on our show, that have come on our show, that even in the podcast world, feel comfortable talking in our little pond about things that they can't even talk about on other podcasts. So, you know, the takeaway that I get from podcasting is that it's a safe space within a safe space within a safe space, you know? This isn't about being coddled. This is the fact that, okay, so if so-and-so is going on that show, I know I'm going to get to hear something about them that they won't say on other shows. Mm-hmm. So, you know, already podcasting is, as you said, uh, unpolished and unfiltered, but there's still a level of, like, refinement. I mean, it still has to operate, but within within the podcast community there are other shows that you can go on and express yourself and talk about things that say your original fan base or or your your market audience may not signed up to have heard about but are interested to hear but at the same time they're not forced you know to hear about your thoughts on say the wall or fiscal responsibility or gun control or you know, race relations in America, you know, all these hot button issues, you can safely go on someone else's show and no one is forced to then hear what their favorite host about a a podcast or a show that they come to originally to escape all that from. They're not forced to get it, but if they're interested, click over here. You know, so that's another takeaway that I get from from the podcasting community that's absolutely beautiful.
0: How much does when you're looking at your show disclaimers, not apologies um, you're facilitating conversations with, with groups um, and you run the spectrum in terms of like the political groups or the philosophical um, type of backgrounds that people are coming from. What has, what's one or two that have affected you the most so far in terms of um uh, you know, that's not something that I had considered before, but it kind of appeals to me. Or, wow, you know, I came in with these biases, with these expectations, and I I was open enough or I was able to keep myself open enough that I could actually see from their perspective for a bit. I know that's a pretty big question. But yeah,
1: and so you, you want me to, to take the the two that have taught me the most?
0: Yeah, that would be great because I think that, you know, looking at disclaimers, not apologies, especially, um, we tend to avoid or we tend to other groups that oh yes don't necessarily agree with us. And it's easy for us, or I should say it's a, it's a crutch that we use, right, when we're just saying, okay, all of these people go in this group and I don't like this group. Because they so. are wearing this hat or they're doing this thing oh, yeah. or they're doing that. Um, so you're making an effort to sort of exercise your own biases, um, exercise in the poltergeist sense, of course. Um, so, yeah, I was just curious about going in with certain biases. Like, what did you, uh, what was an,
1: what, what were the ones that most changed you? I'm, I'm going to say the, the ones that most changed me is the extremes of both air quotes left and air quotes right. Okay? So if you take, you know, all the yellow and black flag, no steppy libertarian and conservatives and put them all in one room and they're the ultimate extreme of air quotes, the right. And you put them all over on this side. And then over here you put, you know, air quotes, feminists, air quotes, socialists, you know, which... we're simply using loaded vernacular to be divided because again in the end everyone wants the same thing Mm -hmm. it's just a different path there so if you take these two extremes of you know air quotes left and air quotes right it is it has actually been the the allegedly most extreme of each side that are the most rational from both sides that have taught me the most when you say
0: rational like Tell me a little bit more about that.
1: Because, perfect example. Yeah, perfect example. We just started our feminist series. Okay, I I have uh, I've been blessed, you know, be around people that uh, you know, get the audio and the editing and the lighting and all that. So our our first episode in the feminist series, we we did a recording, and everything she has to say, no one's going to argue with whether you're left. Right, whether you're MAGA, conservative, ANCAP, No Steppy, you know, because the feminists are part of the leftist agenda, right? I mean, that's 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 how it all works, right? Traditionally, I know you're being sarcastic. Yeah, but yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, being traditionally. You know, being, that's where wildly people facetious throw that right. So, you know, the the capital F feminist is considered to be this completely unhinged extremist, and not only in the first episode that we did a recording were completely rational, completely unbiased, didn't blame any party, yet they're allegedly this extreme. Even in the... We, we have a Skype video that we're going to be releasing for the second part of a, a feminist series. You know, the the MAGA's that I hung out with wearing Hillary for prison T-shirts and, you know, pro-Trump stuff, wearing kilts. They, they, they hang out at gay bars on their birthday. They stand up for any member of the LGBT community, like I've watched this happen in, in in public. You know, the air quotes socialists that I know, they're not here to take your guns. They're not here to increase your taxes. It's the same thing that the no-steppies are saying, hey, stop dropping the bombs, militarizing the police, uh, spending my money to give someone $300,000 for the rest of their life for serving two years as a representative voting just to give themselves a raise. I mean, I could go on and on, but they've it's when you ask, like, who's, who's impacted me the most, it's you sit down with everyone Mm -hmm. on the extreme left or on the extreme right, like, don't raise my taxes. The air quotes socialists, they only assume that word because we have to use the loaded vernacular that they give us. Well, uh, I really don't like this. So I'm a conservative. Well, I really don't like this. So I'm a socialist. You know, it, it is when you ask, like, who has impacted me the most is that the air quotes extreme of both sides, every time I talk to them are not the monster that the TV is telling us. It's not even the monster our newsfeed is telling us. I mean, so when you when you ask like which two people have had the most effect on me, it's the air quotes extreme left and the air quotes extreme right. Those are the ones who have had the most impact.
0: All right. Let's leave it at that for now. I um, uh, picked out another song that I think actually is going to go really well with that conversation. Um, One thing, you know, I think we're both influenced very much just like everybody is by the media. Uh, It's impossible to
1: not be. Even if you're fighting it, you're being influenced. Right.
0: But especially when it comes to pop culture and music. I was thinking about this last week because it was... Valentine's day and you tend to think about romantic things when you're surrounded by flowers and gifts and pressure to be a certain way and do certain things and thinking about music growing up. um, I remember the first time I heard a comedy album and it was so jarring, but in a good way to me because it was like, Oh, something can be played off of this machine that you know it was the first distinct time that i i remember being um surprised by the fact that there wasn't this one type of thing coming off of it and that was nice. love songs
1: oh nice
0: so okay. it was uh and then i remember for the first time and I, this is one of the ones that i think really stuck with me um was
1: billy bragg and so oh, his you. his version of the international yeah his version of, like i <laughs> I will it's it's so funny. I will I have I have high council air quotes conservative friends, and every time I roll up to their place, Billy Bragg's The International is blasting. <laughs> nice. Nice. We're actually gonna hear um a New England, Ooh. which is a really
0: good song. And really, you know, what's neat about the protest songs, whether it's Bob Dylan or Billy Bragg or um, you know, we heard uh from This Pike is a Bu- This Bike is a Pipe Bomb earlier is that it applies so well all the time. Like there's something so timeless about it. Oh, yes. And much. it, it hits me every time. And again, you know, going back to this idea of love and being influenced by movies, being influenced by books and what uh, romance should be and what, um, you know, the, you, you build up these biases about what all of these, what a relationship should look like and, and all of this stuff And it takes something jarring like this, in a good way, again, to get you out of that. Uh, So I wanted to play this song because I thought it would go well with the conversations that we would be having. And so, yeah, Billy Bragg, A New England on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. This episode was recorded live on February 18th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. WPRK is one of the best college radio stations in the Southeast. I would argue the best in the world. Why? It's volunteer-based, and each show is as unique as the DJ. Tune in on your radio or stream it on WPRK.org, and you will hear music you've never heard before and songs you don't normally hear on the radio. There's always something interesting happening, so listen early and often. Billy Bragg on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, the best of basement radio and the voice of Rollins College. Good morning. My name is Nick. I am here for just a few more minutes with Rye Perry. Good morning, Rye.
1: I'm, I'm so happy to be here.
0: I'm happy you're here. I'm glad we can make this work out. Uh, Scheduling is always a little bit of an issue, especially when people have, uh, you know, jobs to go to on a Monday morning, coming out and spending some time with me and uh, the listeners takes a little bit of effort. But thank you so much for putting that effort in.
1: Oh, thank you for making it super worth it from, like, the walk over here.
0: Very nice. I, that's what I do. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I do. Uh, Perry is here among other things. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the podcast that you're a part of. Uh, if anybody missed a part of that conversation, they can listen to it at uh, WPRK.org or actually at to a certain degree.com. Or you can subscribe to this podcast, wherever you subscribe to them. The big thing that we're talking about today is this Friday, it, an event called Love Reloaded. Yes. It, it's for a very good cause. Um, amongst other things, it's raising money for Second
1: Harvest Food Bank. It's also proving we don't actually hate each other.
0: Yeah, so that was the other thing is as an extension of uh, your philosophy on disclaimers, not apologies, is bringing people together. And maybe uh, that is your official ethos. I'm not sure. I, I made an assumption there. No, no, that's that's a, exactly what it is. Nice. Yeah, and so that was the idea behind the event as well. It's not just about um, necessarily having a concert, you know, having a band, or even obviously it's not a money making thing unless you count, you know, the the funds going towards Second Harvest. Um, that was uh, that was what you were going for with it.
1: As I as I said before, it's it's multifaceted. You know, it's um, you know, it's it's the people coming together. It's uh, it's raising money to, to help people. It's, it's, it's a, it's a meme page. It's a, it's a discussion. It's, it's all of that, you know? So yeah. I mean, I guess the answer is all the yes. (laughs) Like this, this is the ethos. This is, yeah, it's bigger than the bands. It's bigger than the I mean, it is, it is literally the fact that people are voluntarily coming together to perform for other people who are voluntarily choosing to give their money to a cause, to all hang out together, to be together and not hate each other. Mm-hmm. Like that's like it, that's that's
0: the full breakdown. All right, so let me ask you this. What is the next type of event that you want to do? I don't want to look beyond love no, 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 no. it's uh, happening uh, Friday. The, uh, can look it up on Facebook, but you know what comes after this? Yeah, what comes after this? Oh, for, yes. For so you in terms of event planning or what it is that your your goals
1: are. So, again, I, I have incredible counsel, which really helps with taking my intentions and then bringing them about and manifesting them in the most efficient way possible. So, after Love Reloaded, best believe the Friday or, well, in this case, it'll be the Saturday, I believe, next year. The, the next weekend after Valentine's Day we will do another love reloaded. Oh, good. We're we're, yeah. we're absolutely going to do that. In between then, there's there's uh, I I know there's a, a couple different uh, significant days. Uh, I there's a Memorial Day coming up. You know, we we could get something going there. Uh, there's uh, you know, I did. We're going to keep doing this, Mm -hmm. you know, like I I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm finally falling all over my words. There's, there's a couple different events that we, we have, we have planned, but as far as, as major events, we're going to totally do Love Reloaded 2 next year. In between then, yes, we're going to keep doing this. There, there there's so many people that not only need our help, but seeing you know, all the MAGAs and the socialists and the Democrats and the Republicans all coming together to host a great time and show that we don't hate each other, like that sells itself, you know? So we're going to just bring that same ragtag freak show of love and unrefined bonding to every event. And we're just going to pull in more freaks that are here for the love. You know what I mean? So... When you say like, is there going to be more events, there'll be more people on the page. There's going to be more people in the conversation. I mean, the amount of talent on that page of what people can produce and their own craft and whether it's forging things or video production or illustration or finance. I mean, you literally, you you have, you have an army of potential on that page and coming to all these events and we're just going to recruit more people. You know what I mean? So, so like moving forward, it's, it's like you said, it's not just the event, it's not just the performers. We're going to snowball this thing forward and just keep pulling more and more talent and resources and minds and brilliance and voices and events are going to just be a part of that.
0: Looking at, um, you know, I'm always thinking about the biases that I have. Oh, there's, yes. There's some big ones that I have in particular. Um, one of them is about college. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm ready it, to do this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was curious from, from your perspective, um, what were your, and this seems like a hard turn in terms of That's talking fine. about Love I'm, Reloaded. And this, I'm ready. But you're, I mean, the whole point of disclaimers, and again, I'm making assumptions, not the whole point. But one of the main things about disclaimers, not apologies, the podcast is that you are addressing these biases. You, well, that's whether you have to politics or whether they're uh, belief systems, otherwise, uh, and included. Um, But where did you land when you were coming out of high school? What were the expectations that you had for yourself, and what you thought you had to do, and others, Um, and what ended up happening?
1: Oh, wow. Okay. So 9-11 happened while I was in, in high school, you know? So right at the end of my high school existence, 9-11 had happened. Mm -hmm. And that right there was, was the drop kick of childhoods over. You know, now, was I there? Did I fall from the buildings? Did I lose loved ones? You know, I got to, I mean, this is, this is before we all had smartphones. I mean, you remember like back in the early 2000, you know, there was no one, I mean, people had razors, but no one was watching live footage of the absolute horror and tragedy of what happened there. Now with, without derailing the show, obviously that shaped my mind to look at the truth and like what really happened, what was known and all that. And to not derail the show into conspiracy. When you ask like, what were my expectations was as I looked at nine 11, as I did so many other things in history and that were presently happening, Mm -hmm. my role was to look for the truth and, and, let people know it's it's okay to question. You know, so in in high school what my role was was to, you know, be a successful air quotes artist, whatever that meant. And I felt this duty to awaken people to what was being presented to us as gospel truth. How that changed and evolved was I guess when so you're, you're asking like how much did the, the coming out of high school to like life, like, like where, where did that change or what did I think my role was or how much did college matter? Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, to an extent. And again, you know, it's funny because I, I even mentioned college again. That's my bias, right? Like the culturally movies, music oh, to yes. an extent, um, but um, uh, the media, especially makes us think that if we don't go into college immediately after high school, we're failures. Well, okay. So that we failed at what um, is expected of us.
1: I'm, I'm 35. Mm -hmm. So I entered as we all are. Yeah. As we all are. Yeah. Like when I entered, like this was pre Antifa, this was pre black lives matter. This was pre MAGA. This was pre no steppy pre ancap uh, pre feminist, you know, uh, a uh, pre-social justice pre-social but, but but before we were all on magic rectangles okay. and it was in our faces right. you know not to say that they didn't exist but let's face it from 2008 to today it is a different planet mm-hmm. so when I was in college the kind of like I don't mean leftist I'm with her I mean more the the leftist intellectual thinking as a answer to what the The Republican Party at that point had uh, Bush on the throne. Was yeah, what yes. they were representing? And and yes. Okay. Forward. So yeah. at that point, the you know before you know before kind of the way the narrative is now and where we are going, kicking and screaming into two thousand twenty, trying to be better people, and how the conversation gets hijacked. Everything that we said earlier. I got to do the college experience before everything changed. So my bias, as I'm sure you do about the cultural conditioning of, of these kids going into college, it's, it's not capitalism's fault. It's not the, it's not the leftist agenda's fault. It's, it's, we're taking kids. We are absolutely eviscerating them with future debt. We are, giving them degrees that they're not going to have jobs in. And then when they come out the door, they're angry at conservatives and capitalism when it's like both the left and right at the top are creating a fail fail monster where you go into debt, you get indoctrinated with a bias, whether it's left or right. And this is more prevalent in college today. You know, I'm not hating the professors. I'm not saying the parents and students are stupid for going to get what they think is an education. But this institution is creating a polarization and they're putting you into debt for it. And then they're releasing you out into the workforce, knowing full well that you won't have a job. And you're going to be broke and you're not going to be able to like get an air quotes career job. And then we're going to tell you who to blame for the problem we created and forced you through. I mean, I'm sorry. That's my long tangent about college now. what it, So what did you do?
0: You see, I was there. School.
1: I was there before. You see, before the uh, the recession of two thousand eight. Yeah, if you could draw pretty pictures, if you could click some stuff, it was before the internet changed. It was before smartphones changed. It was before Facebook, where grandma could be on. It was before the world changed. So, to me, when it came to like what college did was back then, you could paint pretty pictures and pay the electric bill. You know, and it was it was after the recession, everything had to change you know so the world that I went to in college and the bias that you and I and probably a lot of boomers have about college today didn't exist when I was in college it was a completely different institution the bias against you know capitalism and the righties and conservatism was more an answer to the war machine rather than uh, a blame white cis conservatives you know what I mean? Uh, so to to me, where it's like when it comes to college and how it affected me, I was in a different planet in a different time that no longer exists. You know, so, so that's what college was for me. It was before everything changed.
0: So, but there were still student loans. There's still student debt. Yes, there was still all yes, that stuff but, then.
1: But I mean, think about think about the amount of student loan debt at a private college in 2008 to now think about even community college. I mean, it is astronomically Mm -hmm. higher now, you know? So like, yes, those, those things existed, those biases existed, that conditioning existed, but now it's, it's exacerbated. It like, it feeds itself with everything that we were talking about. It is, it is such a high level of extreme. It's like, dystopian, ludicrous now.
0: Where did you go to school?
1: I went to community college at Mohawk Valley Community College uh, for um, about maybe two-ish years. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got, and I I also went to to vocational school in high school because they didn't want to deal with me half the day and I don't blame them. And that was, uh, I got a certification in visual communications. I then got an associate's in graphic design and a minor in illustration. And then I went to Casanova College in upstate New York to where I got an illustrious and very impressive studio arts degree. And so, you know, I have a bachelor's degree in drawing pretty pictures. Mm. You know, the – so, but it, it, it's also like, you know, when you talk about college now – I graduated in, uh, was it, it was 2007, actually. I graduated college in 2007, and I lived rather well in a yuppie upstate New York town with a massive, air quotes, conservative bias, if we're going to use loaded vernacular, where I was paying the bills, painting and drawing the children and pictures of the local elite. Like, I lived off that. And And I was able... I was uh I was working as a tutor and a teacher at different places or as a substitute and uh you know the the economy was a completely different creature back then so you know you could like live off all this stuff but then bam you know after like the the recession hit and all that it, it just became a completely different planet yeah so you know like when when you add you know like when you ask about like the bias of college and all the different extremes and all that is like I can only, you know, pontificate my experience from that many years ago in college. One of the reasons this comes up, let me put it this way. Okay. I've got a 15-year-old and I've got a 12-year-old.
0: Go you. And they're going to go to college soon. and Or do something, right? They're going to, well, let me put it this way, they're going to graduate again. There's that bias. Would you be cool with trade school? Because that sometimes to works out high better. School. I would love that. Okay, because trade school sometimes works out better. I think that what you want to happen, if I was to do it all over again, I had a lot of time to explore. I went to four different schools. It took me seven and a half years to get my bachelor's.
1: My God. So
0: I had a lot of time to explore. Unfortunately, I always felt like a little bit of a failure, that I didn't do it right, right? Oh, same. Oh, my God, same. You should be, by the time you're 22, you should have a bachelor's degree, you should have graduated, and you should have that career role. At that time, Um, I did it slow for monetary reasons. I did it slow because I wasn't mature enough to really have that responsibility at that time. Oh God, yeah. Um, So there was a couple of different reasons that I went that way, and I'm glad I did. Looking back at it, as much as it still pushes against me, and I still feel like I should have, I should have known better. I wish I'd known then what I know now. All of those things. Um, So thinking about it. I look at it and I go, okay, what's the best way to put the information in front of my kids on what they can, can't, should, shouldn't do? And a lot of it is, okay, you're just going to have to make mistakes. Hopefully you avoid these traps, the financial aid um, and uh, incredible student debt trap. Um, and you go into something that is worthwhile and maybe even go back and do it later Get your bachelor's degree when you're older. Go online and do it later on um, when you have the right motivation or at least more motivation to do it that way. So I guess that, you know, when thinking about this, this student debt, um, you mentioned capitalism earlier. Oh,
1: and I'm, I'm ready to talk about capitalism and student debt. I, I
0: think that's that was the thing. I mean, looking at what happened from 2008 till about 2012 is... For many people, those student loans, that was the only way they could live. Yes. And so that was their, I'm not working. I Let me go back to school as a way to hopefully better myself for when the economy gets better. But also, I have now money coming in. There's no other way to get that money. Um, yes. That was the trap that really kills me the most <laughs> is... Yeah. You know, you have to better yourself by going to college. You have to do it this way. And we're gonna make it easy for you oh, yeah. to do it this way. And that's the
1: trap. Well, and, and, and like even beyond the trap with like love reloaded to, to to just continue to expand on what you said, you you create the trap where you put them in, you put them into debt, and then you condition them the whole time to blame this you know, loaded vernacular concept of capitalism that you have to use the evil money to get the degree so you can go out and participate in this evil system with the evil money to survive because it's all evil and terrible when it's like, no, you're just using loaded vernacular like socialism and capitalism. And and it's like, no, at the end of the day, it's exactly what it is. It's a trap. They, they put you in, they put you into debt, they tell you the terms and people to blame for the problem that they not only created but forced you into and then released you in the same barren wasteland that, that was unavoidable because... They, they created the narrative, they created the trap, and they created the mess that you are released into. And then they're like, oh, by the way, we gave you everything. It's these people over here. It's this word. It's this term. It's this ideology you have to hate. So, like, to me, that's the more insidious, nefarious trap is the intellectual and emotional trap that they use with college and debt. Uh,
0: Let's leave it at that for now. I think we're getting pretty riled up, and I imagine there's some people yelling at their stereo right now on whether we're right, wrong. Well, or like,
1: okay, so can I can different. I can I backpedal a little on that? Yeah, please. There's like I'm not devaluing the. Oh no, no, no. You know, well, like college. Not. I'm not. I'm not saying don't go. I'm just saying you know when you, you know whether you're a boomer or or someone with with student debt, everyone recognizes that this is a problem. And I mean we've made. I've made at least myself. I've made wide general statements about people, but there there is value to college. I mean, if you do jump through the hope uh, the hoops, you are monetarily uh, rewarded. You know, I got the degree, which means I get the interview, which means I get the job. You know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say, Ugh, college is just liberal programming. No, that's not what I'm saying, because there's com- there's plenty of conservative institutions that that throw out people with a bias, you know, but relating to, like you said, the trap of college. You right. know, yeah. like, so I'm not devaluing what college offers or the brilliant minds and doctors and, you know, people that go into like therapy and make businesses that, that cure, the, you know, I'm, I'm not taking away from that. Like I am simply addressing a part of the garden that we live in that no one likes to go to or look at. That's all I'm saying.
0: No, no, no. And I probably, if that came through at all, then no. We, we were getting pretty heated. Yeah, like no, it was just like the value of all of these things um, is there, but the way that you go about it can be subverted. The way that you go yes. about it can be pushed, and you can be pushed in a direction that benefits other people not as much as yourself. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I think that's what we're both. Again, I, and this is what, drawing back to Disclaimers, Not Apologies, uh, your podcast, I think these are the types of conversations that you have on there, and these are the types of uh, discussions that you have to try to get to uh, that conclusion. Not necessarily to convince anybody of anything no. or anything else, but just give that perspective. I think college is valuable. I oh, think yes. it's wonderful. I worked at Rollins. I would send my children here if they wanted to go here. I would send them here in a heartbeat. Oh, it
1: it made me who I was. And I'm I'm glad we can get back to to celebrating the institution of college, the people, the professors, the experience. You know, if you have the privilege and ability or accessibility of college, it 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 made like the, the reason disclaimers not apology exists is because my parents sacrificed immensely to To send me both to community college and to send me away to college in Casanova, you know, my my parents sacrificed so much, and I probably took ten years off their lifespans just from me being in college. So, you know, with that said, I the the value like like if you want to sit here and say, can you quantify on a num- numeric or monetary uh, metric of Is this amount of debt for the human experience, the intellectual experience, the emotional, spiritual, whatever you got out of college? To me, I would say for a lot of people, yes. For those that, you know, all the stuff that we talked about, like BS degrees, if you will, and all that. Like, no, like there is an immense value in college. It, like the reason DNA exists is because of my experience in mm-hmm. college. You know, so just, you know, because you, I, I do get what you're saying for people listening. I, It's not even a backpedaling or I'm going back. It's just it needs to be acknowledged that there is a tremendous value in college as well. Agreed. Yeah.
0: All right, let's play a song. We're going to come back and uh, do our plugs. We're done. It's pretty much uh, the oh, two hours is over. Our- so we come back and plug? We're going to come back and plug. Yay! All right. Ry Perry is here. You're listening to Odd Numbers on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. How about a little talking heads? Yes. Slippery people. Uh, Yeah. Happy Monday. The To Be Decided is a YouTube channel where hosts Miller and Davis tell some stories, review music, and generally make really great videos. Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash the 2 decided for more. Talking heads on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to Odd Numbers. My name is Nick. I do this every Monday from 7 to 9 a.m. Every Monday I have a very special guest. Rye Perry
1: is here. Good morning, Rye. Ah, it's been a lovely morning. Yeah, it has, and it has. Uh, we pretty much have to go. I know, I know, we do. I, I did. Can I just say one quick thing? Yeah, there's
0: a couple of things we need to plug, but yes, uh, yes, yeah, really, really quick, ahead. just like
1: for for everyone listening who you know sent their their kids to to college or went through or like did it right. Like again, it was amazing. But a quick shout out if she's listening, Miss Partridge, you you were you were my endless flame and muse. For all of my creative endeavors, so thank you, College, and thank you, Miss Partridge. Very nice.
0: Uh, we have an event coming up this week. You have an event coming we, up. No, this we no, we we, we we all the, do. We all do.
1: The people do.
0: Love Reloaded is Friday night, 8 p.m. West End Trading Company up in Sanford.
1: That it is.
0: And it's the lineup is available online. You can see it on Facebook. Just look up Love Reloaded.
1: But yes. it's music. It's comedy. comedy. It's demonstrations.
0: It's the it runs the 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 range of human emotions. It, it is
1: it is uh, it is the golden corral buffet of ideologies, love, acceptance, and enlightenment. Right. It is. Um, everything,
0: uh, as far as the,
1: it's all donation
0: based and everything is going towards Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida. Yes,
1: but you, you tell me are
0: lovely. They're fantastic. So I'm really glad you're doing it for, uh, that group because it's one of my favorite in town. Not that you can play favorites when it comes to nonprofits, uh, because everyone's doing such a good job helping people. But that is, uh, one of my, uh, just because I know everybody there. Um, But yeah, so that's coming up. Uh, They can, people can listen to you at disclaimers, not apologies.
1: Yes. So as, as I understand it, if you type in disclaimers, not apologies into a smartphone, the first thing that pops up in Google is uh, Libsyn. Just give that a little click. I mean, I know it's on, again, this is, uh, this is not my jurisdiction. Other, other people handle, handle all that. But uh, yes, the first thing that pops up should be Libsyn. And then if you're really brave and you want to mess up your news feed and notifications for all the right reasons, you can join the discussion at Disclaimers Not Apologies as well. Very nice. And that's on Facebook.
0: Uh, You are also one of the voices on What's the Fuss podcast. That I am. And uh, anything else you want to plug before we get out of here?
1: Just... As far as, uh, as far as everyone showing up, it's, uh, it's it's going to be a great time. And it's it's everyone that you normally don't talk to hanging out, having, having a wonderful tea party together. Yeah. Very nice. Um, I have a couple of things coming up. Um,
0: we have uh, uh, Kelly Joy Ladd is coming up next week. Uh, oh. She's an artist, a local artist. She was just featured at the Manila Museum. So I'm really looking forward to speaking with her. Uh, Cha is on Saturday night. So if you don't have any plans Saturday, uh, you might be recovering from... Love Reloaded on Friday night. Oh no,
1: my my handlers will make sure that I am hydrated the entire evening. That's so good. That's I,
0: good. You d- had somebody, a couple of people following you around with water bottles and such.
1: God, God bless the the people that that manage me. Like seriously, yeah. I will I will be hydrated the entire evening and up very early the next day. Nice. So, you may want to check out at the Dr. Phillips Center. Uh, let's go ahead and
0: get out of here let's shake hands on the air yes. because that always makes for good radio I love radio. this, I love Very this. Nice. Uh, cults on the way out this is cults uh, from their album I can't remember uh, you know what I mean is the name of the song and the name of the album is not I can't remember I literally can't remember the name of the album but oh, I thought is, that was the name you know what I mean
1: Okay. Uh,
0: WPRK <laughs> Winter Park Florida you've been listening to Odd Numbers And that's the show. Thanks for listening to Odd Numbers, episode 12. Where do you go from here? Love Reloaded is happening in Sanford on February 22nd. Search for disclaimers, not apologies on Facebook to get in on the conversation. Also visit toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A certain degree dot com. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.